0: You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by H.T. Smartcast. Hello and welcome to the H.T. Branch podcast. The weekly companion to your printed copy of H.T. Branch, where I, your host Karishma Kunzang from Team Branch, give you a behind the scenes of what you'll be reading on Sunday. This series is available on hdsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the 50th episode of the HT Brunch podcast. Yes, it's been 50 episodes. Thank you to each one of you for, you know, listening to us and, uh, you know, keeping in touch with us through Instagram and other mediums and uh, keep an ear out for our celebratory episode next week. And coming back to this week's edition of HT Brunch, what was your favorite uh, sport or game while growing up? mine was and continues to be football but unfortunately it does involve more non indian footballers than indian footballers not that it says anything about the quality of football in india i mean um and i'm not just talking officially i come from the land next to bhaichung bhutia's and i can comfortably say that the small town of kalimpong itself has some skilled footballers one skilled footballer is gudpreet singh sandhu our HT branch cover star this week who was also on the cover with his teammates 2 years ago join HD branch editor jamal sheik as he chats with gudpreet about getting styled by prasad bidappa for the HD branch shoot sportspersons who find uh, you know success comes with fame uh, dealing with the pressures facing the pitfalls and of course therapy
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamal Sheikh. I'm the editor of Hindustan Times Brunch. And on the cover today is the goalkeeping star of the Indian football team, Gurpreet Singh Sandhu. Gurpreet, welcome to the HD Brunch podcast and congratulations on your cover. But I must say that the first thing I realized when editing your story was that this is not actually your first cover for HD Brunch. You were on the cover with Sunil Chetri and your other teammates two years ago. Tell us about that. Thank you. Firstly, thank you for having me and it's
2: a, it's a great honour, great pleasure to be, you know, a part of uh, the HD Brunch uh, magazine and uh, to get to be on the cover again. It's, uh, you know, a great opportunity in itself and uh, like you mentioned first, I I got to be with my teammates but this time I think because I've uh, gained some weight and beefed up a little bit, uh, I had to be alone on the cover. So, I'm, I'm glad that… Uh, <laughs>
1: I'm there and uh, I can't wait to see it actually. You beefed up and you've gained weight, but you still didn't do the shirtless shot that I'd asked them to do. <laughs> no,
2: no, that's that's too much uh, for me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm a little bit
1: shy like that. So that uh, will do as your third cover. Is that fine? Hopefully. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, Gupta, tell us about the experience of the shoot. Uh, You had India's top stylist Prasad Vidhapas styling you and you were wearing clothes from the top designers not just in India, from abroad as well. Uh, How did it go? Oh, well, I I didn't
2: expect uh,
1: it to be that good, to be honest. uh, Because,
2: you know, in COVID times, you you can't expect anything. Uh, But everything went so smoothly. Um, The designer, the photographer were... Top notch. Uh, I was, you know, feeling very lucky to work with these people because you know you you only hear about them and you only know about uh, them through their work, which they have done incredibly and uh, have done with so many you know well known people. And uh, just to be in the same room, get an opportunity to work with them was a pleasure. And uh, I hope they enjoyed it as well. Um, I you know, I kept my open mind and I tried everything that uh, uh, they gave me to try and, uh, you know, I hope I hope they are happy
1: with it and, you know, all the credit goes to them to make me uh, look good if I look good on the cover. Well, you look, you carried the clothes off so well that I won't be surprised if you have designers calling you this weekend asking you to be their showstopper at the fashion show. Gurpreet, our story, our cover story focuses on how sports people, often from humble backgrounds, Uh, You know, people who have focused on nothing but their game all their lives suddenly find that with success comes fame and celebrityhood and perks and also the pressures of making use of these new opportunities. How do you see this? Well, uh,
2: that's a very interesting question, to be honest, uh, because that's the life of so many uh, sportspersons. uh, And it's not bound to just one game. I think it has uh, its reach to every single sport uh, and every sports person who has excelled in their game. Uh, but from my journey, I can I can tell you that uh, it is very very important to burst your bubble as a sports person and to uh, you know explore yourself in terms of you know gaining knowledge, uh, learning new things because as a sports person you only think about playing and you only think about um, what you have to do on the pitch or uh, what you have to do on the ground uh, okay. but in my opinion it's it's so important to uh, educate yourself about so many things that happen around the world because you know as sports persons you you have uh, people who like you and people who follow you and they want to be like you so then it becomes a sense of responsibility as well that what you have been given now is a, is a platform and a chance to, you know, show that and tell people that, you know, these, these, these things are important. And I feel like, you know, today's sports person is not just person who has to play just the sports, but when they have a huge following and, uh, they have people who want to be like them, they, they have this sense of responsibility that, um, you spread the right message and,
1: uh, not only educate yourself, but uh, help educate others as well. Extremely well said, Gurpreet. Thank you for that answer. Now, in the story, you've also spoken about social media. How do you use it to your advantage yeah. and uh, how do you <clears throat> stay away from the pitfalls that come with it? Well, I've, I've experienced the pitfalls myself.
2: And that, as I said, you know, comes with experience. Uh, when we started to use social media, we didn't know how it's going to affect our lives. Uh, we were never educated about uh, how to use these platforms and uh, how certain things can affect us. But with social media, now uh, it has become more clear, more transparent. Um, I, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to, you know, put up there. And uh, now it is uh, not that big of a challenge because now uh, I know how to filter certain things out and how to also get feedback from people. You know, there are so many people who love to see different things and love to learn things from social media and uh, provide feedback as well. You can learn so many things also from social media. There are so many people who who have these channels where they teach you how to, for example, invest in a stock market or how to do makeup and, uh, you know, how to style yourself. So there are so many things which you can do on social media but I think uh, it's, it's just important to know what is real and what is not and uh, make sure that you have these healthy boundaries uh, with social media be it you know uh, not using uh, your phone or internet for one day in a week you can, you can practice something like that and uh, I, I did something like that before you know I, I try to block everything out so that I don't Uh, you don't get too focused on what uh, people are writing and putting up on social media because um, there are so many other things which matter in life.
1: Right. Right. No, well said, and uh, that's a good trick. Uh, get off social media for one day a week, and it'll only help you find that balance. You know, last year when the first lockdown happened, uh, my old friend and your teammate uh, Sunil Chhetri, uh surprised us all. You know, yeah. I, he conducted these uh, much-talked-about Instagram live sessions with a lot of film stars and even politicians, uh, and none of us knew yeah. he was so eloquent. Him. What did you think of? What did you think of them? <laughs> I was waiting for my turn. When will he call me? But uh, <laughs>
2: you know, I, I'm maybe not at that stage yet. But uh, it was fun to watch, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, uh, he's such a great example of uh, how to do things, and uh, he even scored on social media by doing that. And you know, not only me, but so many other people were waiting for the next episode and waiting for you know those conversations with uh, high level people and uh, by getting candid with Virat uh, Kohli is one of the best things you can watch Absolutely. And, uh, and the other best thing which people can't watch is me being candid with Sunil Chetri so
3: <laughs>
2: maybe <laughs> well, someday we'll, we'll
1: open an episode on that look forward to that uh, Gurpreet. you're also probably one of the first sportsmen to speak openly about mental health you say you saw a therapist about things you couldn't talk about with your family and your partner tell us a little bit about that
2: uh, well yeah i mean it's a huge issue not uh, not only in sports but in also uh daily life with daily people uh people going in their routines uh, there are so many things and so many norms created by our society that you know uh, there are certain things people can't talk about certain things you can't open your mouth about you can't share your feelings you know me being uh, also a part of it in the past as well and maybe some to some extent i am still uh, you know if you're with your friends or family you have this certain uh, level of boundary that you can't open up uh, with you can't tell them your you know anxieties and uh, your fears and stuff like that and it's it's something which can affect your mental health and uh, that in terms of development can be a blockage. And for me, uh, I felt like my development is utmost important. And uh, if seeing a professional and uh, opening that gate and uh, crossing that barrier is uh, the thing that I have to do, I'll do that. And that's when, you know, you get such a different perspective from uh, if you see someone who knows what they are talking about and knows how to, how to listen to things. Uh, you get such a different perspective on life and your problems, then you realize that the problems are not really huge problems. It's it's just, you know, things that you can manage with. Uh, So I I just, you know, uh, want to put it out there that it's okay to, you know, talk about mental health and uh, it's okay to feel, um, you know, anxieties and uh, pressure and fear. And it's so, so much important to have people around you who you can, talk to uh, who can provide you that uh, judgment-free zone where you can express yourself. Because um, in, our, in our environment, mostly there are so many people who can, you know, judge you instantly. And uh, that's something which, uh, you know,
1: deteriorates uh, one's personality and one's mentality. Hats off to you, Gurpreet, for saying this. You're setting an example for so many people and you're really going to help so many people out. Really. Hats off to you. Now, just yesterday in an interview, Olympic gold medalist Neela Chopra said that one gold for India isn't enough. What do you think of the performance of our athletes at the Olympics? And how do you think we can better our medal count? Firstly, uh, we are are
2: super proud of uh, everyone who participated in the Olympics because Olympics is an event of the elitist. You know, like, only the elite athletes go to the Olympics and participate in the Olympics and to get something out of there to reach uh, the last four, the semifinals and get a medal is a bonus uh, in itself. I think we as a nation should be proud of knowing that so many athletes, uh, over 100 athletes participated in in the Olympics and uh, most of them, you know, uh, did better than the last uh, turnouts and also... We got more medals this time. So, that's just a way we can see how things can improve if we do our jobs properly. Um, because still, I feel like, you know, there are things which can be improved. We definitely, I agree with uh, Neeraj that we we shouldn't be happy with uh, only one gold medal because our country has so much potential. Our athletes have so much potential. And uh, if, if we put our minds to it and if we you know, have the heart in the right place and uh, give everything that we have to, to, you know, promote things in uh, the right way. I I feel like, you know, we can dominate
1: world sports. Well, here's looking forward to that. Finally, a footnote about Indian football. Why is it that a game that is a rage in most parts of the world is still finding its feet in the subconsciousness of Indian sports fans? What can we do to popularize football in India as a sport? Oh, I mean, I think uh, one of the reasons of that is uh,
2: most of these other countries, they don't have uh, a lot of sports uh, in, their, in their countries. We as a nation, we have multi-sports. You know, we have so many other sports, not only football. You have, you know, obviously there's cricket and uh, there's hockey as well. Football is there. Now you have, you know, athletics. People are doing well. You have badminton. You have, you know, table tennis. You have so many other things uh, in our country. And in my opinion, everyone should get the same attention and everyone should excel. But uh, being a footballer, I think uh, we have made a huge, huge uh, journey in the last five, six years. You know, after the introduction of the Indian Super right. League yes. and uh, and getting to see uh, games on television on high resolution was something which wasn't happening before. And now right. it is. So after that you know people are getting featured on hd brunch so that's right. <laughs> that's something uh, which didn't happen before and you know it's 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 a consequence once once uh, the things like i said fall in the right place the things will improve and i'm sure that you know not only indian football but so many indian sports will excel uh,
1: once you know the reach is huge on that note of Share optimism uh, Gurpreet thank you so much for this time uh, thank you uh, for doing the photo shoot for HD Branch congratulations on your second cover we look forward to a third one soon and uh, thank you for your views uh, keep doing us proud and we're going to be cheering you all the way thank you so much sir. thank you
0: I am yet to go out for my first post-double-waxed meal. But when I do, I know safety will have to be prioritized over my taste buds. So goodbye gold Gappas and hello Alfresco Dining. Because uh, what causes COVID isn't surface or your cutlery or your piping hot food. It's other people around you maskless while eating and not giving up the habit of, you know, chatting away while eating. A habit I'll be guilty of too because uh, I'll be meeting people after such a long time so I can totally relate to it. But if you're contemplating stepping out for a meal, listen on because who better than HG Branch columnist V. Sangvi to guide you.
4: This is the 50th Branch podcast. So here's a quiz question for you. Do you think that COVID is spread by dandruff? I'm joking. Of course you don't. But if you went to a restaurant, if you go to a restaurant now, you'll notice that many of the staff are made to wear hairnets. Can you explain to me why this makes any sense? Can you explain to me why the cutlery and the crockery are wrapped up in pieces of paper? Does that make any sense? Well, I'll tell you what the answer is. None of this spreads COVID, none of it makes any difference. It's because restaurants have become believers in COVID theatre. They think that if they do this drama, we'll feel that they're safe and that there's no problem. So I don't particularly mind drama. But what I mind is that we often forget the ways in which we could get COVID if we went out. Remember, COVID is not spread through hair. It's not spread through plates. It's not spread through teacups. It's spread through other people. So if you are going to go out to restaurants, there is something you should remember. Never forget that most of the time when you are with other people, you keep your mask on. In a restaurant, the people around you as well as yourself take your masks off. That's why you're a greater danger. So never sit at a table with somebody you know nothing about. If you're not sure whether somebody's been vaccinated, if they've had COVID, something like that, then don't touch them. If you go to a restaurant, stay far away from a table of unvaccinated people shouting loudly, okay? You may not be able to tell whether they're vaccinated or not, but generally we do know that COVID spreads through droplets. So stay away from people who shout a lot, stay away from people who laugh a lot, stay away from restaurants that pack you in or keep you very close. Distance is really the key to avoiding COVID, provided you're Follow that very seriously. If you are going to go to a bar, if you are going to go to a crowded place where you stand at the counter along with lots and lots of people, then what can I say? Only one thing. Before you set out for the evening, make your last will and testament.
0: As my biological clock ticks, I can't help but wonder what it would be like to have kids. And then I look at other people my age who have kids and know that it's not my cup of tea. Not yet. Or maybe never. But uh, my best friend Tavishi recently became an aunt. And so by extension, I think all of us are aunts and I can't wait to meet the baby. Because I've seen the sheer joy that kids seem to give to their parents along with everything else, of course. I mean, I'm someone who's looking at the single life for a bit. So, um, you know, kids may not be in the picture for years, but I'm sure I'll make a good aunt. I would love to be the fun aunt my best friends kids come to for, uh, you know, advice or just, you know, when they run away from home. (laughs) But till then, I'll settle for being a dog mom. So, if there are any puppies up for adoption, please do DM me on Instagram. Till then, listen on to what H.T. Branch columnist Rehana Munir has to say. One of the many
5: significant contradictions that my life is made up of relates to children. Uh, I I love them, I really do. And yet I've never really considered having one of my own. Uh, That, to me, would be the most extreme form of insanity. Um, Rationally speaking, there are many reasons, from climate change to calculus. Uh, why inflict any of it on an innocent human being, right? Uh, so, I've done the next best thing, I've cast myself in the permanent role of aunt and it's it's worked quite well so far. My niece, all of 19, is off to a faraway college and I'm, I'm beginning to think it's time to find myself a new obsession. Quite strategically, uh, a cousin has just had a baby and I find myself losing my heart all over again. I've, I've been wondering about all the aunts and uncles out there uh, babysitting the kids of family and friends. Uh, we're the ones who are called upon by harrowed parents whenever there's a crisis or even a free evening when they can get away from the constant grown-upping, you know. Uh, so we're the ones who are called in and we have to hold the fort. And yet, you know, nobody ever talks about us. Uh, it's all about them being a mother, right? And the the motherhood lobby is so powerful that mothers are forced to be maternal all the time. Um, I, I often wonder... Who could be so satisfied by one usually one-sided relationship all the time? So, so it's kind of reassuring to hear of counter-narratives that bust the myth of kids completing you in some spiritual way. Um, I I just received a meme recently from someone very close to me who happens to be a mother. And and it asked the question, what could be better than having kids? And the reply is, silence and money. Um, (laughs) To this, I could add uh, many other replies. But uh, personally, I think kids are great as long as they belong to other people, um, uh, just like pets and plants. But uh, uh, that's a conversation for another day, I think. Um, I I hope you enjoy reading this week's column. It's it's about other people's children. And uh, it's from the perspective of that lonely perspective of being an aunt. Bye.
0: Fusion music is a term that's been abused way too much in the commercial scene in India. But how do you gracefully put together a song that has elements of the best of both worlds of music? Mumbai sitarist Purban Charaji is showing just that with his single Sukoon from his upcoming collaborative album called Unbounded Abad. What's interesting about this album is that it not only features the legendary Ustad Zakir Hussain, but the song is a marriage of guzzle and blues that juxtaposes jazz vocal stylings of Grammy-nominated Croatian-American jazz artist and composer Tana Alexa. Hope you enjoy and hope you come back next week for our celebratory episode.
4: Hello, this is Purbayan Chatterjee and you will be listening to Sukoon Kathasis, from my upcoming album, Unbounded Abad. Sunday brunch.
0: The weekend is when you take a break from a hectic week, whether it's work from home or work from work. It's also a day to develop perspective on things by not just consuming news, but also analyzing it by listening to different points of views and figuring out what you feel about it. We hope we've been able to do just that with today's HT Branch podcast. Feel free to give us feedback and suggestions on HT Smartcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or DM us directly at HD Brunch on Instagram and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno nai I will see you back here next weekend with another dose of entertainment that keeps things real. Till then, happy brunching, guys! This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD HT Smartcast,
3: HT Smartcast.